Section 5 of The Adventures of Danny Meadow Mouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Adventures of Danny Meadow Mouse by Thornton W. Burgess. Section 5. Chapter 14. Farmer Brown to the Trap. Peter Rabbit was in trouble. He had gotten into mischief, and now, like everyone who gets into mischief, he wished that he hadn't. The worst of it was that he was a long way from his home in the dear old briar patch, and he didn't know how he could ever get back there again. Where was he? Why? In the stone wall on one side of Farmer Brown's young peach orchard. How Peter blessed the old stone wall in which he had found a safe hiding place. Bowser had hung around nearly all night, so that Peter had not dared to try to go home. Now it was daylight, and Peter knew it would not be safe to put his nose outside. Peter was worried, so worried that he couldn't go to sleep as he usually does in the daytime. So he sat hidden in the old wall and waited and watched. By and by, he saw Farmer Brown and Farmer Brown's boy come out into the orchard. Right away, they saw the mischief which Peter had done, and he could tell by the sound of their voices that they were very, very angry. They went away, but before long, they were back again, and all day long peter watched them work putting something around each of the young peach trees peter grew so curious that he forgot all about his troubles and how far away from home he was he could hardly wait for night to come so that he might see what they had been doing just as jolly round red mr stun started to go to bed behind the purple hills farmer brown and his boy started back to the house farmer brown was smiling now i guess that will fix him now what does he mean by that, thought Peter. Who will fix it? Can it be me? I don't need any fixing. He waited just as long as he could. When all was still and the moonlight had begun to make shadows of the trees on the snow, Peter very cautiously crept out of his hiding place. Bowser the Hound was nowhere in sight, and everything was as quiet and peaceful as it had been when he first came into the orchard the night before. Peter had fully made up his mind to go straight home as fast as his long legs would take him. But his dreadful curiosity insisted that first he must find out what Farmer Brown and his boy had been doing to the young peach trees. So Peter hurried over to the nearest tree. All around the trunk of the tree, from the ground clear up higher than Peter could reach, was wrapped wire netting. Peter couldn't get so much as a nibble of the delicious bark. He hadn't intended to take any, for he had meant to go right straight home. But now that he couldn't get any, he wanted some more than ever, just a bite. Peter looked around. Everything was quiet. He would try the next tree, and then he would go home. But the next tree was wrapped with a wire. Peter hesitated, looked around, turned to go home, and thought of how good that bark had tasted the night before hesitated again, and then hurried over to the third tree. It was protected just like the others. Then Peter forgot all about going home. He wanted some of that delicious bark, and he ran from one tree to another as fast as he could go. At last, way down at the end of the orchard, Peter found a tree that no had no wire on it. They must have forgotten this one, he thought, and his eyes sparkled. All around on the snow were a lot of shiny little wires, but Peter didn't notice them. 
All he saw was that delicious bark on the young peach tree. He hopped right into the middle of the wires, and then, just as he reached up to take the first bite of bark, he felt something tugging at one of his hind legs. Chapter 15 Peter Rabbit is Caught in a Snare When Peter Rabbit, reaching up to nibble the bark of one of Farmer Brown's young trees, felt something tugging at one of his hind legs, he was so startled that he jumped to get away. Instead of doing this, he fell flat on his face. The thing on his hind leg had tightened and held him fast. A great fear came to Peter Rabbit, and lying there in the snow, he kicked and struggled with all his might. But the more he kicked, the tighter grew that hateful thing on his leg. Finally, he grew too tired to kick any more and lay still. The dreadful thing that held him hurt his leg, but it didn't pull when he lay still. When he had grown a little calmer, Peter set up to examine the thing which held him so fast. It was something like one of the blackberry vines he had sometimes tripped over. Only it was bright and shiny, and had no branches or tiny prickers, and one end was fastened to a stake. Peter tried to bite off the shiny thing, but even his great, sharp front teeth couldn't cut it. Then Peter knew what it was. It was wire. It was a snare which Farmer Brown had set to catch him, and which he had walked right into because he had been so greedy for the bark of the young peach tree that he had not used his eyes to look out for danger. Oh, how Peter Rabbit did wish that he had not been so curious to know what Farmer Brown had been doing that day, and that he had gone straight home as he had meant to do, instead of trying to get one more meal of the young peach bark. Big tears rolled down Peter's cheeks. What should he do? What could he do? For a long time, Peter sat in the moonlight, trying to think of something to do. At last, he thought of the stake to which that hateful wire was fastened. The stake was out of wood, and Peter's teeth would cut wood. Peter's heart gave a great leap of hope, and he began at once to dig away the snow from around the stake, and then settled himself to gnaw the snake into two. Peter had been hard at work on the stake a long time, and it had a little more than half cut through. When he heard a loud sniff down at the other end of the orchard, he looked up to see. Whom do you think? Why, Bowser the Hound. He hadn't seen Peter yet, but he had already found Peter's tracks. It would be but a few minutes before he found Peter himself. Poor Peter Rabbit. There wasn't time to finish cutting off the stake. What could he do? He made a frightened jump, just as he had, and when he first felt the wire tugging at his leg. Just as before, he was thrown flat on his face. He scrambled to his feet and jumped again, only to be thrown just as before. Just then, Boozer the Hound saw him, and opening his mouth sent forth a great roar. Peter made one more frantic jump. Snap! The stake had broken. Peter pitched forward on his head, turned to somersault scrambled to his feet. He was free at last. That is, he could run, but after him dragged a piece of the stake. How Peter did run. It was hard work, for you know he had to drag that piece of stake after him. But he did it, and just in time he crawled into the old stone wall on one side of the orchard, and while Bowser the Hound barked his disappointment to the moon. Chapter 16 Peter Rabbit's Hard Journey Peter Rabbit sat in the old stone wall along one side of Farmer Brown's orchard, 
waiting for Miss Moon to put out her light and leave the world in darkness until jolly round. Red Mr. Sun should kick off his early bedclothes and begin his daily climb up in the blue, blue sky. In the winter, Mr. Sun is a late sleeper, and Peter knew that there would be two or three hours after Miss Moon put out her light when it would be quite dark. And Peter also knew that by this time, Hooty the Owl would probably have caught his dinner. So would old Granny Fox and Reddy Fox. Bowser the Hound would be too sleepy to be on the watch. It would be the very safest time for Peter to try to get to his home in the old briar patch. So Peter waited and waited. Twice Bowser the Hound, who had chased him into the old wall, came over and barked at him and tried to get at him. But the old wall kept Peter safe, and Bowser gave it up. And all the time Peter sat waiting, he was in great pain. You see, that shiny wire was drowned so tight that it cut into his flesh and hurt dreadfully, and to the other end of the wire was a fashioned piece of wood, part of the stake to which the snare had been made fast, and which Peter had managed to gnaw and break off. It was on account of this Peter was waiting for Miss Moon to put out her light. He knew that with the stake dragging after him, he had to go very slowly, and he could not run any more risk of danger than he actually had to. So he waited and waited, and by and by, sure enough, Miss Moon put out her light. Peter waited a little longer, listening with all his might. Everything was still. Then Peter crept out of the old stone wall. Right away, trouble began. The stake dragging at the end of the wire fast his leg caught among the stones and pulled Peter up short. My, how it did hurt. It made the tears come. But Peter shut his teeth hard, and, turning back, he worked until he got the stake free. Then he started on once more, dragging the stake after him. Very slowly across the orchard and under the fence on the other side crept Peter Rabbit, his leg so stiff and sore that he could hardly touch it to stone, and all the time dragging that piece of stake, which seemed to grow heavier and harder to drag every minute. Peter did not dare to go out across the open fields, for fear some danger might happen along, and he would have no place to hide. So he crept along close to the fences where bushes grow, and this made it very, very hard, for the dragging stake was forever catching in the bushes with a yank at the sore leg, which brought Peter up short with a squeal of pain. This was bad enough, but all the time Peter was filled with a dreadful fear that Hooty the Owl or Granny Fox might just happen along. He had to stop to rest very, very often, and then he would listen and listen. Over and over again, he said to himself, Oh dear, whatever did I go up to the young peach orchard for when I knew I had no business there? Why couldn't I have been content with all the good things that were mine in the green forest and on the green meadows? Oh dear, oh dear. Just as jolly round red Mr. Sun began to light up the green meadows, Peter Rabbit reached dear old briar patch. Danny Meadow Mouse was sitting on the edge of it, anxiously watching for him. Peter called up and started to creep along in one of his little private paths. He got in himself, but the dragging stake caught among the brambles, and Peter just fell down in the snow right where he was too tired and worn out to move. End of section five.